0: Every bend of the road together. Troubles behind you oh, Let me carry them until we know Walk with me, lead the way, I won't
1: Hi everybody and welcome to our second episode. I must apologise for last week. I didn't have a podcast last week due to the fact that I was travelling. So I wasn't able to get to it. And sadly, I won't have a podcast next week because I must attend St. Finbar's Cemetery in Cork next week. And I will explain that to you later on. But first of all, this week, it is... Oh, what can I say about this? Gee, let me think. How do I decide? Exactly. How do I make decisions? Question. How do you make a decision? Did you know that with every decision we make with every judgment we make, that there is a war going on in our minds between our rational side and our intuition. Or how did I hear it said recently? Between our intuition and our logic. Same thing. Would you believe me if I told you that our intuition is part of you and it has a lot more power than you give it credit for? We think that we make decisions from our rational brain. And to a degree, that is correct. But a lot of the time, we actually rely on our inner wisdom or intuition, gut feeling, whatever you want to call it. And then we call in the rational or the logical to make the final decision. But it happens so quickly that we actually don't think about it. A lot of the time, actually 99% of the time, we think that our judgments, our opinions, our belief system are based on rationalized logical reasoning. However, I'm of the opinion that we're going to have to look at that again. How would you explain decision-making? I read a definition recently that goes something like this. Decision-making is the process of making choices by identifying a decision, gathering information, and assessing alternative resolutions. How thrilling. I had a, a friend in Princeton University... And I remember she giving me an article to read that a professor had written. I can't remember his name, Daniel something or other. Who started a revolt in the way we understand the human mind. And if I'm not mistaken, this guy won a some sort of a Nobel Prize. Could be wrong, but I'm almost certain. Um, but I'm open to correction on that. The reasoning behind it was that he concluded that our minds actually work from the mistakes we make. I would have to agree with that. Now, these would not be, you know, individual mistakes or random mistakes, but systematic mistakes that we all make all the time. Ones that we don't even know we're making. He also claimed that we actually have two systems of thinking. One is the logical part of our mind, that is, to be able to analyse a problem and come up with a rational answer. Now, this is the one that we know best, and it's brilliant around solving problems. But it can be very slow and we need to spend a huge amount of energy because it's quite lazy. If you think about it, even when we walk, that in itself is enough to actually fill our brain. The second one is obviously the intuitive mind, which is fast and automatic. The fact that this intuitive mind is fast can be incredibly strong and powerful, but is hidden from our view. He would also maintain that it's so powerful that it is responsible for the things we do, for the things we think and believe, and yet we don't even know it's happening. I always think of that as a bit like being on autopilot, or maybe we need to see it like the stranger within us. Would you believe me if I told you that it's this part of the mind that is in control, and it actually causes us to make thousands of decisions every single day? Now, the drawback to this is that because it works so fast, it can actually overshadow, at times, a decision that we need to make at a slower pace. Because it's this decision that we should really give over to the rational part of our mind. And I believe because we don't do this, this is where our mistakes are made. Now, you have to remember that a lot of the time, our hopes and our belief system and our wishes are based on reason or anchored in reason. Now, there's another word that we could use, and I think it's used by psychologists called cognitive biases, which is really about the systematic mistakes that we make and how they can affect everything that we do.
2: See it's all clear I'm still a kid trying to act like they all taught me But nothing makes sense anymore
1: simple terms, decision-making is about having an option, looking at different options, looking at other people's options, and then choosing an action. Now, that's a mental process, but it's powered by intuition, a lot of the time anyway. However, the mental process will also be influenced by our reason, by our emotions, by our memories, and by our biases. Now, some people would argue that this bias is what causes things like overeating and smoking and drinking and, you know, texting and driving at the same time, or even down as far as having unprotected sex. Now, there's another one, which is confirmation biases, which is where we look for information that confirms what we already know. For example, if you buy a paper that is in line with your political views, that's a confirmation. Then you have hindsight biases, or the halo effect, or the spotlight effect, or the loss effect, the negativity biases. And of course, remember that the negativity biases is obvious. It's where an event has been negative for us, and that we easily remember it. That's why we always remember things that have happened in our childhood that were negative, much more so than we'll remember the positive ones. For example, if I asked you the question, how many of you can you remember a really positive memory from your past? Really happy, happy memory. How many can you remember from your past? Whereas if I asked you to remember a negative event, you could probably be able to pick not just one, but half a dozen of them. So let's get back to the original question then. Chocolate or strawberry, life or death? We make choices or decisions quickly and automatically, relying on the shortcuts that our brains have actually developed since we were born. So what would stop you making good decisions? Well, not having all the information for a start, or having a really super-duper urgent deadline, or limited resources, and that can be either physically or emotionally, or both. So if that's what makes bad decisions, then what would help us to make good decisions? In other words, how do we choose between one or more options that seem to have exactly the same appeal on the surface? I believe it goes back to using both rational thinking and intuition. However, it also might include understanding and acknowledging and knowing what the personal biases are. In other words, those little blind spots which sometimes we don't know and that we might have to learn about. There are ways, though, to help us make better choices. Now, these might include, obviously, getting more information, having a look at the alternatives, have a look at the benefits the pros and the cons, the consequences of your decision from both the negative and the positive, and being able to step back and visualise the decision before you actually make the decision. It's funny, somebody asked me yesterday when I was researching this, how do I know I've made a good decision? I can only answer it this way. You'll know when you make it. It'll feel right. The benefits will feel right. And you won't worry about whether or not you've made the right decision. You will just know. Here's another question that I was asked. What skills do I need when making a decision? Dear God, making decision is hard enough, but the follow-through is essential. We need to have acceptance, and that is acceptance of the fear, of the panic, of the possibility even around the lack of self-confidence that will be involved when we make a decision. One of the other things that we need that is essential, sleep. Think about it. If we don't get sleep, then we can't think clearly and therefore our decision will be lacking in clarity. And as you know, lack of clarity is something that will bring on more panic, more fear, more anxiety. So the cycle begins all over again. The other thing to have and to be sure about is that whatever you're making the decision about is a priority in your life. Now to put it outwards. One of the other questions was, how do I help somebody who makes what they consider to be bad decisions? Well, the first thing to remember is that you can't make somebody else's decision for them. You cannot railroad somebody or force them into acting or deciding the way you want them to. In fact, what you need to do is help them to look at their own qualities so that they see them. Engage with them that they can see whether a decision will lead to a good future or a bad future. In other words, show them the consequences of their decisions. Maybe help them to see several different options. So how do we rationalise bad decisions? Well, I know of two ways, but I'm open to correction if somebody can tell me another one. The first one is prospective. This is where we think about it before we make our decision. Number two, retrospective. And this refers to rationalisation or thinking about a decision after we've made the decision. And so finally, if you're going to make a decision regardless of what the decision is, whether it's what you're going to have for dinner or what's going to happen when you die, I like to call it the stardaft. That means it is essential that you stop, time, analyse, reflect, decide and follow through. Now with regards to next week... I am going to uh, St. Finbar's Graveyard in Cork to attend a grave. It holds five members of our Franciscan community. Two members of that community were held in Ravensbrook concentration camp during the war. One, Sister Lawrence McCarthy, was sentenced on three separate occasions to death in the camp and before the camp. If anybody would like to hear her story, please email me. I have an article that you might be interested in reading. Thankfully, both survived and both are buried in Cork. And our community is planning a trip to Cork next Saturday to attend these sisters. Not just those two, but three others who are buried in the same grave. So hence, there will be no podcast next week. But think about the decisions they had to make in their time. Whether to live or to die. Whether to survive or give up. Thankfully, they chose to live. Why not do it in your own life? Choose to live. Stay well. Stay safe. Namaste. Can you tell me
3: where to start? This (laughs) This heart <laughs> leave it. Under bridges and heavy rocks We keep on dancing Yes we've traveled far Seen so many docks But now I need to get some rest Nevertheless a caress So she said your way